Carol Ofori, East Coast Radio. All right, so it's big news in South Africa, and it's coming out of the Free State, to be exact. I'm talking about uh, the small town of Yachesfontein in the Free State. It's reeling after a dam burst, which was filled with ash and water at an abandoned mine. Now, one person is confirmed dead, while at least four others are still missing. Houses have been literally literally swept away and people have been forced to evacuate. Now, I've been watching the aerial footage and it is completely devastating and scary. Watching people walking through the sludge and trying to salvage what they can is absolutely scary. Now, one person we know whenever there's a disaster anywhere in the world, actually, is Gift of the Givers founder, um, Dr. Imtia Suleiman. He's always on the ground and in this case, no different. Good morning to you, doctor. Thank you for making time for us. Good morning, Carol. Thank you. What devastation, and it comes months after you spend so much time here after our floods. The, the problem here, Carol, is it is so sudden. Nobody expects the damn wall to break suddenly. At least with our floods, we knew the rains were coming. Mm. You know, and here, here the damn wall, uh, and, and I'll tell you one tragic story. A man, an, a 40-year-old man, tells his son, did you put the kettle on? So the son says no. He says, is it raining? The son says no. So he opens the door and he sees there's water coming down towards his house. He tells his wife and his son, we've got to run. We've got to get out from here. Mm. He holds onto a wire and moves across to the other side. The wife is deciding to pack a bag. You know, she said, I've got to take something because we're going to lose our life's position. Mm. So the son waits for her. And eventually, as he takes the outside, the sludge comes with a force and washes her away. Oh he'll see the man and, and the son see the mother disappear in front of their eyes. Mm. He has to hold onto a wire. You know, so so that he doesn't get washed away. And when the force of the of the sludge goes away, he walks across. But the mother is missing. The the, the husband is hopeful they will find the mother. It's it's on a farm. A farmer found three bodies, and as he was trying to recover them, more sludge came and washed them away, further down, and they disappeared. They don't know where they are in the in, in the mud. So it's not one person. Hmm. It's three from the what the farmer told us, and you know, and then people watched as the as the houses were washed away. An area that's being forgotten is a place called Itumalang. It's, 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 it, 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 those are the frontline houses, right where the dam is. And somebody said, you know, several houses are gone. It's completely flattened. I'm just sort of verified the information. But my staff said they stood on the site yesterday and there's nothing there. All, and people are telling them 200 houses are gone. Hmm. And, and, and it was all in the straight line. So as it came down, it then went to Charlesville, where the 26 houses disappeared and, you know, and so many houses were totally destroyed. And then it went further down. It wiped out all the farming lands, you know, where the oh sheep were lost, the animals are gone. And it's going even further down. The danger is if it gets into other dams, it means the drinking water is going to be affected. Oh and gosh. because it's toxic, the fish in the river are all dying now. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Suleiman, this sounds completely devastating. Do you have, by any chance, numbers of people displaced in that area? Because I've seen some footage of people being moved to a safe havens, but I can only imagine those numbers. From what we've been told, you know, yesterday there were 500 people around us while we were distributing. But if I listen to the story of, you know, what, what disaster people are telling us and people who live in the area, we think in, in a minimum there's four to 500 houses that have been displaced. Mm. And some people have been moved to Bluefontein, which is quite a distance. And, but then they tell them they're going to keep them on it till Friday. So what happens after Friday? Mm. You know, and then, of course, some farmers have taken some people in. And you know the usual way, if you've got a family or a relative in another area nearby, you go and stay there, or the area that hasn't been affected, you go and stay there. So we're not going to know the real picture until days go past and people start coming forward and say, I lost my house, 
lost some family members, somebody's missing, I lost my, my, my valuables, I need some help, I lost my job. So it'll take some time, but I can say comfortably, I think at least without a shadow of a doubt, 300, you know, families, uh, households, which makes it about 1,500 people, are definitely uprooted in this place. This is really, really devastating. Now, for someone who doesn't understand the community of Yachisfontein out in Free State, is this a farming community? Is this a township yes. community? What kind it's of community? It, it's a farm. Yachisfontein was it was an area of diamond mining. Right. And when the diamond mining stopped, it, 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 it's a very rural area. You can't find hotels. You can't find shops. You can't find anything. It's sparsely populated. But because it's farming area and rural, people work on the farms. Mm. So you'll find that it, it, it is more, besides few people that still, apparently are still working at the mine that's sort of disused. I don't know what they're doing there. But, uh, but mostly it's rural people working on, on farms, you know, mm. and in the area. And many of them are afraid now that they're not going to have any more jobs. Because now that I've just heard today, so I, because I put someone in charge to deal with my farming team, to deal with the farmers. Mm-hmm. And they said they had a huge fire last year. And I remember that now, because I was, prepared, I was preparing to send photos to those farms. So they lost all their sheep, they lost all their income, mm-hmm. they're financially uh, uh, constrained. And when the sludge came down, it, besides washing off all their water pumps, which means now they've got no water for the farm, yeah. they lost one, one man who had his whole flock of sheep ready to go and sell it in an auction. And all the sheep were washed away. Hmm. Uh, and then what happened is it broke all the fence, which means the animals that are alive now will run through the fence. So there's no fence, no fodder, no grazing, no water, and there's an electrical problem in the area too. And of course, they lost the animals last in a big fire, which means they don't even have money to buy a bottle of water. What an absolute crisis. Now, for us sitting in KZN, obviously, we also had some hectic devastation, and a lot of us had to deep in, dip, uh, dip into our pockets to help each other through this process. But for those who'd like to help and have the means to, what would you like us to do to, to help with? You know, it's, it's, it's only too difficult to transport the stuff from, from there. Mm. It's cash donations are much faster. We can buy stuff from there, although it is a bit difficult to find the stuff there. So we're moving stuff from room contain and from where we can get it. Right now, whoever is giving us super link loads of water. But the main items required, a bottle of water. There's not a drop of water to drink. The entire town is shut off. All the pump systems are destroyed. So there is no water at all in the husband thing. Mm. And, and food is a uh, town which is nearby. So it, it, and and as, as, as there's another two areas nearby to where the dams have been affected so there's no water. The second thing, there's no electricity. Thirdly, there's no cell phone network. What they do need is a bottle of water, blankets and mattresses because they need to stay somewhere and it's cold there at night in the, in the rural area. Mm. They need food, which is the one that you can cook, hot meals, and also ready-to-eat food that you can just store up to cook and eat at the same time. The other thing that we found that last night, yesterday afternoon, whilst we were distributing, there were people who went back home. Those houses are not very habitable but they don't have anywhere else to go. So within the toxic stuff, they stayed in their homes, mm-hmm. and they now need support. And when we came with a bottle of water, they just took the water and drank the whole thing because they hadn't drunk water from Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, then there was no water to drink. So as an additional part of our intervention, we are going to these houses where people are staying, but you can't live in those houses. That whole area has to be demolished. You know, so, sure. so the, the main ingredients like bottled water, blankets, mattresses, food, and and, uh, and ready to cook food, and of course, then you're going to need the sanitary pads and the hygiene packs and the diapers and the soap and that kind right. of stuff. You need all that kind of stuff. Well, but, Doctor, but without water, it's, 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 the water is a big factor right now. It's a big factor. Doctor, thank you so much for making time for us. I know the signal's been bad. We really do appreciate it. And thank you so much again to you and your team always being there at the most devastating times. Bless you for that. Thank you.
Thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That is the founder of Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtia Suleiman, telling us that the number is at least three people dead and several missing, and also asking that if you can, with your finances, give Gift of the Givers money, they will go out and get water and the other essential needs that they have. To listen to these moments and anything else you might have missed, go to ecr.co.za and click on Podcasts.